I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Argue about it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. That's the thing. For the first time in a long time, there is no drama with the Giants. There was a whole lot of drama. A lot of drama. A lot of losses. Not anymore. Atiki and Tierney on the fan. What's going on? It's 102 here on this Wednesday. So, is it Wednesday? It's Wednesday. <laughs> Tink, we are joined now by the uh, the outstanding general manager for the New York Giants. His name is Joe Shane. And I, Joe, I got to tell you, man, I, everything that I watched, everything that we've discussed for years, Tink and I, I mean, the Giants are broken. The Giants' finances are a wreck. The Giants are ravaged. And you and Dayball waltz in here and bang, it's all fixed. How the hell did you get to 6-2, and two, Joe? <laughs> Uh, the coaches are doing a great job. They're doing, they're really doing a good job. And it's, you know, there's always go, always goes back to the players and, um, you know, the preparation throughout the week. Again, we, we've got a really good group of guys on this roster and a good coaching staff. And you've seen how we're winning games. We get into the fourth quarter and we, we find a way and, you know, the really resilient group and I'm proud of them. You know, we're six and two, we got a long way to go. We still got nine games, but, um, I'm happy the way the guys are fighting week in and week out and the way they're, they're preparing and the, the results are showing up on Sundays. Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, one game at a time, Giants fans are energized. The stadium sounds different. It's, it's been really good and I get it. You guys are in the early stage. So you know, I'm messing around when I say that uh, you guys are making it look easy because clearly it is not. <laughs> yeah. But listen, Joe, any anytime you take a job, whether it was me and Tiki coming to FAN, you coming to the Giants, like there's a built-in expectation of of what's required to get to where you want to get. And it, is it is it even with the six wins? It, did you think? And I know it's not easy, so I want to frame this the right way because it's not easy. But did you think you were going to take your lumps this year? You had to think that on some level, Joe. Yeah, I've said it before. I didn't think the cupboard was bare. I mean, there, there there were some, or there are some talented players that were that are on our roster that were here uh, before we arrived, and then we're getting um, you know pretty good production out of the draft class. Unfortunately, uh, some injuries have probably um, hurt some of the guys who who would be playing more. We got uh, Cordell Flotts coming back, but Darian Beavers had a really good training camp. You know, was competing to start at linebacker. So um, I think a combination of some of the players that were here. Um, you know, some of the guys that we signed in the off season and then some of the guys we've signed since the season has started um, have, have really contributed a lot. And I, and I said that before, like 
you never really know what the team's going to be. It, to me, it usually takes four to five games to really figure out who you are as a team and who your players are going to be. And, um, you know, I think after three or four games, we, we kind of know who we are. We're a resilient group. We're going to fight and, again, have – I just think as a team, they play really good together in complimentary football. We don't turn it over. We get to the fourth quarter and, you know, sometimes uh, we make more plays than the other team. And that's that's the recipe that we've been successful with. This yeah, far. it feels like the players are, are well prepared, which is going to bring me to my next you know, question here for you, Joe. We'll get into all the other stuff. Why not a deal at the deadline? What about OBJ? What about Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley, et cetera, going forward? But this staff that you built is really spectacular. Right, I know Coach Dayball. You've you known, and Mike Kafka. You did not. Maybe you did actually. I don't know if you knew Mike Kafka, but he's young, but he's really energetic. The play calling, the diversity, and and what they put in has been it's been awesome to watch. It gives you a chance. Wink is. I mean, it goes without saying. You got lucky with Wink, right? Because Baltimore decided to to part ways with him. But the staff that you put together is 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 job number one, and you nailed that out of the shoot. How did that all come together for you? Yeah, I think I think it's very important um, across the board, whether it's my pro scouting director, uh, you know, a pro scout, wherever it is. It, there's a standard set throughout the organization and you need to meet that standard, regardless what's defensive coordinator or where you are in the organization. You need to meet meet that standard. And um, that's the expectation around here now. And I think uh, Dave's did a great job, you know, hiring a staff. We brought a couple of people over from day, uh, from a uh, Buffalo mm-hmm. and then, you know, he went through a thorough process. I don't know if you guys heard the story, but uh, as people were hired, so, you know, it was Shea Tierney, our quarterback coach and Bobby Johnson. And then as it, you know, Jerome Henderson was already here, yeah. those guys would sit in on every interview. It probably, it got pretty tedious for them, but, <laughs> um, by the end, you know, say it's Wink, Wink may have had eight coaches in there sitting in on his interview and Dave's would go through and he would ask the coaches what they thought and they would rank, hey, these three co- you know, defensive coordinator candidates, what did you guys think and why? And then, okay, once Wink was brought on board, okay, now we need a inside linebacker coach. Now Wink was added to the interview process. So uh, it was a unique interview process the way Dave all did it. And he kept, it wasn't just him, it wasn't just me. Um, but again, it was, a, it was a growing list of coaches as we hired the staff again, to make sure everybody could, you know, one, have the football knowledge and intellect, but also be a good teammate. And uh, Dave's and I had had these conversations before, you know, would you take, let's just say tight end coach, for example, this guy's an excellent tight end coach, like maybe best in the league. Yeah. But he's a jerk. He's not a great team guy. <laughs> um, you know, he just, he's, there's some things he doesn't get along, play with others, you know, all that stuff. Or a guy that's a, he's a solid tight end coach, but he's a great teammate. Uh, he's always pulling in the right direction. We know what his weaknesses are or his deficiencies as a coach that we can compensate for. Let's take that guy because that's going to be better chemistry amongst the staff throughout the building. And let's roll with that guy that's going to be a good teammate and that you're going to enjoy coming to work with every day that's also uh, has a very good skill set. So, you know, those were some some of the qualities that we were looking for as we went through the process hiring, you know, not just the coaches, but some of the personnel hires as well. And um, he did. He hit a home run. He's got a good mix of experience on the staff and also youth some yeah. some young developmental up-and-coming coaches um that you know whether it's quarterback coach or coordinator you know Dave's has done that before so he can help develop a, a Mike Kafka or Shea Tyranny or you know he's coach receivers and then you know Wink he's been in playoff games he's mm-hmm. called defensive games in this league for a while he's been in um some big time games he's been in fourth quarters where you got to have a stop he's done all that stuff before so having that peace of mind that Wink can handle the defense 
um, babes can manage, you know, all three phases and, you know, have input on those three phases and manage the game, uh, I think has been very important. And, you know, the staff's done an excellent job, I think. You know, it's really interesting, Joe, that you, that you lay it out that way about, you know, not being a jerk and you got to be a good teammate and you make up for weaknesses elsewhere because that that's kind of the MO I get from the team. Right. There's, there's, we know that there's some deficiencies in yeah. certain spots on this team, but it feels like there's always someone to cover or there's always someone to make up for the mistake. There's always someone that's going to make the, the great play that he has to. And it's why you are sitting where you are. So while it, it, it was a philosophy with coaching, it's really the mantra or the, the character of the entire team that you have, including the players. Yeah, that's a great point. I, I really haven't uh, thought of it through through that way, but you're right. I mean, there's we have had some injuries, and it's been next man up. And again, mm-hmm. that's that's not only a testament to the the players, and you know, when it's their opportunity, taking advantage of it, but you know, the coaching staff preparing those players. So when they do have to go out there and play, they know what they're doing. They can execute at a high level, and you know, a lot of those players, whether it was you know the lack of finances that we had in the off season and, you know, we're signing some of these guys, you know, VSB deals, you know, the minimum deals that yeah. were maybe looked over are, are exceeding maybe, you know, what they're getting paid or what their contracts are and playing at a high level for us. So yeah, it's, it's a combination of all those things. So we're talking to Joe Shane, the Giants general manager. And uh, along with Dave's uh, Shane, you guys have fit in perfectly. You know, what I love about your coach too, is that he's being himself. A lot of times, we hire somebody in this city, and they think they've got to change. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's New York. It's bigger. This guy's out there with a ratty sweatshirt, dropping <laughs> F-bombs, firing up cigars after wins, giving the, you know, going nuts with the fans. The energy he projects is awesome. And before we get to the, the to the decision at the deadline, and we're definitely going to get into that, I have to ask you, I said, if I get Joe on the show, i got to ask him this question. And it goes back to the first game. The malaise, which obviously predated you guys, that swallowed up this franchise. I'm watching this game with Tennessee and as stunned as we all were, and we loved it, that you guys went for the two, I, I wonder on some level, Joe, was that a predetermined move? Like, did Dable go into that game and he said like, to himself, like, man, if I get a chance to shake this franchise up and almost send like a jolt of energy that it's a different day, I'm doing something that's unconventional, I'm doing something I might get criticized for, but I'm doing something to show everybody there's a new sheriff in town. Is there anything there that makes sense or am I reaching? Yeah, no, I mean, I think there's a time and a place to be aggressive. And I, you know, Dave's is not afraid to be aggressive at all. And he he tries to preach that to our staff on a weekly basis. And there'll be times where I'm like, gosh, we're aggressive in that situation. Maybe we should have just been conservative. And, you know, he's like, hey, I can't pick and choose. If, if I tell these guys to be aggressive, let's go be aggressive. I can't cherry pick where I want them to be aggressive and not after mm-hmm. I told them to be aggressive. So I think that's kind of his mantra. I think in that game, the, the way the ebb and flow of the game, I think that was the right decision. And we talked about it afterwards, you know, up in the press box. I was saying the same thing. If we score here, we got to go for two. Just the way they were playing, the way we were playing, I think, you know, that was our best chance to go ahead and win the game. And, um, yeah, he, he he's not afraid to be aggressive. Uh, and, and like you said, he he is who he is. He, he was, um, you know, again, he's, he's he's been around some really good coaches, Nick Saban, Bill Belichick. Uh, Sean McDermott, you know, comes from the Andy Reid tree. And yep. uh, the biggest thing for for him is he's being himself. Yeah. You know, he's not trying to be somebody he's not. He's taking little pieces from each stop along uh, his coaching career and implementing those um, that he that he likes. And some of the stuff he's seen, he's like, hey, this is how we did it in the past. It didn't work or I didn't like how it went over. We got to make sure we do it this way. So, yeah, yeah. Yep. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano. And we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, 
elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to point game. King of the court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, yep, and he fits. He so obviously fits. So, Joe, we know you've been on the phones because you know, Tony was dealt. So, <laughs> we know the phones were ringing, and I'm sure that you were uh, calling some people up. We know you, you didn't make a trade yesterday. How close? Because we talked about it for a week or two. Should the Giants go out and get a big receiver? We know the names. Brandon Cooks was out there. Some others as well. How close were you guys to making a big deal for a wide receiver? Yeah, just the value never lined up. I mentioned it yesterday. You know, some of these players that, again, that were identified, you know, by media and such in, you know, recent uh, trade talks are some of the guys based on contract and the, the structure and the years that we reached out to in August. We knew we may have a need at, at certain positions and, um, you know, receivers, a position we called around about. You know, I mean, it's the – the landscape of our receiver position really hasn't changed drastically, you know, losing Shep hurt. Um, he was playing well for us, great energy, good leader, um, love Shep to death. So that was, that was a big blow, but um, we were looking for some of these players since August. We've had these conversations. And again, I, I said it yesterday in my press conference, part of our job is to, you know, you, you got to put a value on a player and you set the value. And we talked to our pro scouts, uh, you know, our, my assistant GM, director of pro director of player personnel. We talk through what's the value, you know, what's the contract structure? What, what does it look like? How, how much will it really impact our roster? And you set the value, you make phone calls. And if it lines up, then, um, you know, you go for it, but, you know, you just don't want to shop hungry and and make a bad deal that you regret, you know, in the moment. Um, you're always going to have the short term and the long term in, in, um, in mind. And I think a lot of people, you know, a lot of people have been mentioning the, the receiver and, you know, one receiver got traded yesterday. Yeah. Um, that can play this year. Obviously, Ridley did. So, I mean, that kind of and you see what the value was on that player with that has one year remaining on his contract and what was what the compensation was. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you just you got to take that all into account. And again, we, we had plenty of conversations. I, I wouldn't say anything, you know, became real close just because the value um, of some of the teams that we were talking to was just a little bit out of whack for what we were comfortable with. Yeah, they're trying got to it. rob you, and that's not worth it. I've had this conversation with you before, Joe. You got to be patient, and you got to think forward to what the cap is going to offer you next year as this, as this team um, continues to grow and develop. And but let's face it, Joe, you're ahead of where anybody thought you guys were going to be. Um, I remember preaching at the beginning of the season when people would call me and say, "Hey, how many wins are the Giants going to have?" I said, "Dude, it's not about the wins, man. It's about the culture." No, I was <laughs> saying four, Joe. I'm sorry, my bad. Sorry, worry about the culture. Play the right way. Have everything aligned. But you have to be surprised, pleasantly, that you're ahead of where anybody could have expected you guys we're going to be at this point at the bye. Yeah. You know, I preached it early on and, you know, since my opening press, just progress. Let's see some progress. Yeah. And, you know, our record is what it is. We're, we're six and two, which, which I'm happy with, but I can't tell you how proud I am after a game to stand in that locker room and look around and just know that, 
you know, whether it was next man up or injuries or, you know, Dex playing his butt off or mm-hmm. Leonard or Saquon or Saquon came after, I can't remember, maybe Carolina or one of the games. He, he didn't have a bunch of yards or anything, but he was ecstatic that we won. And, hey, it's going to be tough sledding all year. Or, you know what? Like, these guys are competing their butts off. We're getting to the end and we're finding a way. And, you know, even in London, you know, Nick McLeod's got to step up and come in and play. We got two corners yeah. down. You know, Lane comes in and makes a play. I'm just – I'm just proud of the guys because they're competing their butt off. They're preparing every week. We've had good weeks of practice and we say it all the time. Like sometimes like DQ, you know, in this league, like you're going to have bad matchups everywhere I've been. Like you play some teams, like their strength is against our weakness and that just doesn't, you got to find a way. And, you know, our guys are finding a way and it's, it's by doing things the right way. And that's, that's what I'm most proud of. Again, if, even if we weren't six and two, that I, I like the guy, I like the way the guys are approaching you know, the profession. I think we got a good team chemistry going right now, which started back in the off season and what Dave's was doing with the guys in the off season. So to me, that's what I, I like our team. I like the guys. I like the way they're competing and, you know, I like the toughness and resiliency they show on Sundays. And I, I'm proud of that. I go in the locker room, you know, win or lose, even on Sunday, we didn't make enough plays, but I'm proud of the way those guys, you know, we, we went all the way across the country to Seattle. It's 13. 13 in the fourth quarter mm-hmm. and you know we didn't make enough plays but the guys competed their ass off and you know i'm proud of them yeah no doubt so i was down in jacksonville and i saw john Mayer on the sideline we were joking a little bit about obj how he's in the house and then obj calls him and he's like wait can i take this call are you under contract just tampering uh it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the elephant in the room obj i don't know if he wants to be back with the new york giants but it's he could be and I know that this is all about him deciding where he wants to go. And, you know, he probably wants to go to a contender. But let's face it, Joe, you guys are kind of in a contender right now. Is there any reality to this? Or could there be OBJ coming back to the Giants? Yeah, again, we're going to do our due diligence all the time. And he's a guy that we've, you know, we've reached out to his representatives. We're in contact with his representatives, where he is on his rehab, um, what he's, you know, what he's projected to be and, you know, whether it's four weeks from now or, you know, five weeks in Mm -hmm. terms of his health, when he's going to be available again, he, he tore that ACL in February. So, you know, his timeline, you know, we got to figure out that what that is, when's he going to be hundred percent healthy? Um, you know, what, what he's looking for financially. So there's, there's a lot of stuff that goes into it, but yeah, we're going to, you know, anybody that'll upgrade our roster at at any position, we're going to pursue those. And, you know, he, he checks that box of a guy that we're going to continue to stay in contact with. Oh, the fans would go nuts if it works out. So we're talking to Joe Shane, Joe, let's talk about the quarterback a little bit here. You know, it's amazing when when you get a job, and I mentioned this at the start of the interview, you kind of assess what's in front of you and what you guys need to do and just how laborious it's going to be, really, in terms of getting things back to even even playing here. And you guys are ahead of the curve. I think we all know that. And the big question mark, you know, Saquon's contract is interesting as well, no question. You can't win in this league without a quarterback, and it's a wacky year. Some of the legends are aged out. Some of the uh, other legends just don't have a whole lot around them, like Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. It's a shifting time for the quarterback market right now. Daniel Jones is tough, he's fast, he's smart, he's pretty talented, and he looks to mesh with this system. And I, and I think we're all curious what he would be with an insurgence of weapons. The Daniel Jones that you thought you were getting when you first took the job versus the Daniel Jones now, is he significantly better than what you thought? Marginally better? I'd love to hear your thoughts on what you think Daniel is now compared to what you thought he was when you took the job. 
Yeah, I, I always thought, even when I took the job watching the film before I got here, that he had the physical tools. I, I didn't really know him as a kid. I hadn't been around him, but you know, he's got he's got enough arm strength. He can make all the throws. He's athletic. He can run. Um, he's got a lot of dominant traits for the position that that you that are desirable. And then getting to know the kid, being around him, his work ethic, his passion, his leadership. Again, he's a captain. And then he's continued to get better in this system um, from the spring to training camp. I know a lot of people were on him in training camp, but again, it's Wink's defense is, you know, you're on game planning for people coming from out of left field all the time on you. But, um, <laughs> you know, once we got into game plan and again, we, I, you know, I say this all the time, like we're trying to figure out our team. What do our guys do? Well, what, you know, what, what runs, you know, does Saquon like, what is he good at? What routes do our receivers? So as the offense has been evolving, uh, on a weekly basis, he's continued to get better. And he's he's now given input on what he likes, what plays he likes, um, you know, what routes he likes to throw. So uh, I, I'm happy where he is. Again, you're talking about got to have it moments when you're evaluating quarterback. He's got five fourth quarter comebacks. You know, he's been he's done a good job on third down for us. And, yeah. and I hear you on the receiver thing. But again, when we got here, you only had X amount of money to deal with. Oh, no, that's not a knock, Joe. I don't, I don't mean that no, as a no, knock at all, man. No, no. But what, what one of my goals was, to make sure he could stand on his feet yes. you know, first and foremost. So, yep. you know, you got four four new starting offensive linemen and Andrew Thomas is playing at a high level. He's so good. that was because it wouldn't matter who you have at receiver That's if true. he can't stand on his feet. So That's true. The resources we had, we tried. Um, you know, I thought, I think Wondell's got a bright future here. You know, he's going to be able to help us out. So, you know, that was kind of the goal in the offseason. Again, I, I know, you know, again, he, he we'd, lo- we'd all love to see him with – you know, three number ones out there throwing to, but you know, we'll get there. It's going to take time. It's not going to happen overnight. Understood. And, and by me, I'm listen, I'm not trying to hit you with a gotcha question of clearly you're not going to divulge the exact financial parameters. Nobody's asking you to do that, but what else do you as an organization need to see from Daniel Jones before you're fully, I think everybody on board where you say, okay, we're going to roll forward with this kid for a couple of years. What else do you need to see? Yeah, again, we got we have nine games left, so it's going to be a continuing evaluation, just an eight game, you know, look into what he can do. Like we're we're really still figuring him out, and I think we've got a, you know, we're almost there in terms of understanding what he, what his strengths and weaknesses are. But he he's continuing to develop on a weekly basis, and we're continuing to evolve as a as an offensive, uh, you know, football team. And again, I just think we're going to let it play out and you know see how the next nine games go. But I'm, I'm happy where Daniel is right now. He's doing everything we're asking him to do. He's taking care of the football, and then got to have it moments he's made plays for us yeah what's up i'm john wall and i'm cj toledano and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called point game we're now joined by three-time nba six man of the year elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The other star you had to talk about is Saquon Barkley and his contract situation. Obviously, he's up after this season. He's on his fifth-year option. The franchise number is not significantly greater than what he's being paid right now, so that's obviously an option. But I heard you say um, yesterday that 
this is the week you have that conversation. Have you started it? How's it going? What's the process or thought process, uh, to be more specific, with Saquon and his future with the Giants? Yeah, yeah, and that's again the the, the uh, franchise tag is a is a tool that we have and can can utilize if we need to. Uh, again, Saquon's another guy that fits into. He's a culture guy. He's he's done everything we've asked. He's a captain, um, and he's a very good player at his position. Has had a very good season. So uh, he's a guy. Obviously, we're going to do uh, our due diligence on, and you know we like to keep him around here. So you know, again, we can um, get into the contract extension talks. And again, it's, it's just like we were talking about earlier. You, you decide a value for the player where, where we see them and why. And then knowing that you do have the the franchise tag, you know, as a tool in your toolbox. Yeah, we know, I think he wants to be here, but have you had that conversation with him that he wants to be here for as a giant for life? Saquon and I have a great, great relationship. I've talked with him, uh, you know, told him I'd like to like him to be here. And, you know, I think he's in the same boat and, you know, we'll see if we can work something out here at some point. Joe, what is, um, let's over to Joe Shane, Giants Jim here on Tiki and Tierney on the fan. What is one thing about the Giants fan base that you thought you knew, but you've learned in the last couple of months? Anything jump out? Oh. Oh, we yeah, I mean, stumped, we stumped I mean, the great I, Joe Shane. We stumped him. <laughs> there, there's so much. I mean, there's, I didn't know where to. Yeah, I really didn't know where to start with that because there's so much. I mean, they're they're passionate. They're like they're all over the place. Like whether I'm in an airport, you know, people have approached me at the New Orleans airport that were Giants fans out of left field. Um, you know, they're all over the United States. And then just I can't say enough about the atmosphere at, at the stadium. Like on our home games, like we've had a home field advantage. We're, we're up there tops in the league and fall starts by opponents at, yeah. our, at our home stadium. And, and I don't think it's always been like that. No, in the past. you created that. The or the interview, you all like, created you that. Go to that. Yeah. You go to that Monday night game and they go to the field vision when uh, Saquon scored and we went up and you're looking around at all the white towels and the, the fans going crazy. I mean, it's been amazing. Like, again, we, we went to the Rangers last game last night, Dave's and I like, you know, he he couldn't enjoy the game because everybody's all over him, and I, and I love it. I love the passion of the fans; they're into it. Uh, they want to win just as bad as we do. So, um, you know, I'm, it's been awesome. It's been a great great experience this far. Yeah. So just you know, not to be all, all all all, I don't know, sunshine here. Uh, the Kadarius Tony trade. We know how it went down. We know what you said. Um, it's it sounds to us like this was all about culture. This was keeping the culture right. Are we reading that wrong? Yeah. I. All due respect, Tiki. I don't want to get into specifics on it. It was just I'll stick with what Dave's uh, talked about, and it just it was the best. Um, it's best for the organization. I really do believe that. And you know, again, um, you know, we, we wish him nothing but the best in Kansas City. Yeah, of course. Oh, I, mean, listen, I had to ask Joe, the question. Yeah, by the way, Joe, you don't need to expand on that because anybody with two brain cells knows what you guys are trying to do, and when somebody is counter to that. You let him go. The fact that he's an elite athlete, he's an electric talent. The fact that you guys moved on from him tells us everything we know now uh so it's all good i've got one more for you myself here we're talking to joe shame six and two start largely unexpected maybe not as much on the inside but certainly from the outside i'll take the l on that i thought you guys would have a real rough season because you have six wins now and you're at the old conventional halfway point a non-playoff season how disappointing would that be hmm. well that's a good question i'm Give you the coach talk here. We're just talking. No, no, just no. We want the real Houston. stuff, we're Joe. Just, we're, on, we're just worried about Houston. Oh, don't no. be Bill no, Bill stop Jack. that. Right, Come on. Not like, on this show, Joe. <laughs> talk to us. We're humans. Let's go. Now, I, I, on, a, on a serious note, like every week's going to be a dogfight for us. And again, it comes down to no different than Seattle. Like if, 
if we're going to turn the ball over and not win the turnover battle, it, it could be rough. But if we're going to play the way I know we're capable of playing and we take care of the football um, and make more plays than the other team in, in the end of the, you know, like we've been doing early on to get us to six wins, you know, I think we have a chance every weekend. I'm not going to put a, a win total or an expectation mm-hmm. on it. But again, we're we're winning a certain way. Um, our guys are grinding it out. And that's all I can ask our guys to do is continue to approach each week the way they are. They're locked in on the, the next opponent. Uh, they're preparing well. And, you know, again, we'll see the results on Sundays if they continue to, to do what they're doing. Yeah. So that's one for me here. When we chatted, uh, when I was over there for training camp that day, you told me, and I've, I've been preaching it, the strength of this team is going to be Saquon Barkley in the offensive run game, not necessarily the pass game, but the run game. And they've been fantastic to start the season. Now, eight weeks in, you're at the bye week. What what other strength is there? I see the secondary as playing significantly above what anybody thought they were going to be. The talent is obviously there. What other strength is there that this team can build on? Yeah, I think uh, yeah, in particular the, the safeties in the corners they are they are playing well. Uh, Fabian Moreau is a guy that you know we we got in early September and he. Um, you know, he's on the practice squad and then, you know, he's taking advantage of every opportunity he's have, you know, we got, we have three good safeties uh, that I'm happy the way they're playing and Adore is playing really well along with Darnay Holmes. I think, I think our outside backer position, you know, as uh, Kayvon um, was able to get back to health, you've seen what he's able to do. Jihad Ward's playing really well. Um, Tamon Fox an undrafted free agents has done really well. You know, O'Shane's had a great season um, and he's coming back off injury, hopefully against Houston. And then I'm excited for Aziz to get out there. So once you get Aziz, you got Kayvon, you know, Ellerson Smith's back. We have some depth at outside back. And then you put those those dudes inside, you know, Dex and Leo. Yeah. You know, we got a formidable front. So, um, you know, I think I think our front is, is only going to continue to get stronger as those guys uh, come back from injury. And um, again, yeah, the, the offensive line you spoke about, I, I think those guys played really well. We were lucky with health, you know, throughout the first uh seven weeks of the, the year. And then, you know, the Jacksonville, we had, we had two injuries and again, proud of the guys next man up Azudu, the rookie went in there and played well against Seattle and Tyree Phillips, another guy who we got at the final cut down started at right tackle for us. And, you know, other than, you know, two false starts at a, you know, a hostile environment, uh, which is expected. Um, I thought he played pretty well. So um, again, I think, you know, you could pick holes in our, our, our team and maybe we, we don't have strengths, but, you know, I said it all along, like some of the best teams I've been on aren't necessarily the, the most talented, but they're yeah. the best team. Yeah, yeah no doubt. The best team. And I think, uh, I think that's what we got going for us right now. The guys, the guys care for each other. They're all working hard. They're holding each other accountable. And um, again, I'm just proud of where we are. By the way, you know, I said it was the last one, but just give us 20 seconds on Belvinger. Uh, Tika and I both really like him as a player. How's he feeling? What's his timeline here, Joe? Yeah, he's doing well. He uh, he had surgery last week, and uh, we'll continue to monitor it. Hopefully, you know, I'm not sure exactly the the date. We're still waiting. I mean, we're not even a week out of surgery, so mm-hmm. um, no real timeline. But he's going to be okay. He'll be back to 100. percent And you know, again, we're hoping. I don't know, maybe uh, you know, Detroit. Hopefully, I mean, that may be aggressive. But yeah, I'd like to get him back. And yeah, he's he's doing a great job. He's doing great. We missed him on Sunday. He's you know, good. On the run game run game stuff, you know, that was, uh, you know, we missed some of his blocking there. And, yeah, he's he's got a bright future. Well, listen, I know you and Teak have a good relationship away from uh, the radio and away from the field. So, uh, good for me to talk to you again. Great for the Giant fans to hear you. Very generous with your time. Uh, we appreciate it, Joe. Thank you very much. Thank you for the time, no problem, Joe. guys. Enjoyed it. Take care. Appreciate yep, you. Yep, man. Joe's good. Tiki's not going to hit you up every week. Just so you know, you're coming on the show every week, Joe. <laughs> All right, I don't mind. Gotcha. <laughs> Pat Handlin will stop us at the door. Let me tell you something. Thanks a lot, Joe. <laughs> Joe, Joe. Shame. They hired. That is, that is a, I know it's early. That is a home run duo yeah. that they brought in with Joe Shane and Dayball. Giant fans. 
I know you pumped. You yeah. don't need me to tell you how pumped we, you are. But, okay. man, you guys got it good we knew with them. It, we knew it in real time, too. You yep. just knew it. You just feel it. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.